your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 743 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And today's episode is going to be all about uh, the breaking news from yesterday. As fate would have it, you know, I recorded yesterday's episode and then right when I was done, right as I was posting, uh, you know, the episode and setting it to go live on YouTube, we get an announcement that the Rangers have agreed to a two-year extension with Jimmy Vesey. And at first glance yesterday, I said that I like this move. Today, I got to be honest, guys, I love this move. I think this is a really smart uh, deal for both sides. I think it makes a ton of sense. It is a two-year extension, so VZ will be with the Rangers for two more seasons after this one at $800,000 per season, just a little bit over uh, the league minimum, which is, of course, $750K per year. But basically, just going to get into all the details why I think this is a great move uh, for the New York Rangers and also for Jimmy VZ. Uh, I will also acknowledge some of the concerns because not everybody loved this move. There might be a couple people saying like, you know, why make this kind of a commitment to a guy that's been on a PTO for two different teams in the last two seasons, kind of just a journeyman at this point. Uh, so I will at least acknowledge some of those concerns, but I'm also going to explain why I don't think it's anything to get too worried about. And we will also go through uh, some of the biggest winners and losers from this move uh, for the Rangers. And I think it goes without saying that Jimmy Vesey is one of the winners, but we'll get into some of the uh, other winners and losers uh, a little bit later in today's episode. But for starters here, you know, just the uh, the basics. Uh, once again, Jimmy Vesey, two-year extension with the Rangers. He will make 800K per season in the two seasons following this one. And once again, he was in camp this offseason with the Rangers on a PTO, and he ends up making the team and is currently signed uh, or as of yesterday, before yesterday, he was signed to just a one-year deal worth $750,000, which is, of course, once again, the league minimum. And it's interesting to hear the details about this, kind of the behind-the-scenes, uh, you know, details, uh, basically, that this deal came together pretty quickly. The Rangers uh, approached VZ and his camp about potentially signing an extension with the team. That happened on Tuesday, and by Wednesday, the deal was hammered out and completed, and uh obviously done without much fuss and without, you know, too much back and forth. And uh, it sounds like both parties were pretty excited to make this happen. But as for Jimmy Vesey, he is currently 29 years old, so he'll still be just 31 uh, when this contract is over. And uh, this season for the Rangers, he skated in 38 of a possible 39 games. He was a healthy scratch for one game, but uh, that was a long time ago. It was pretty early in the season. And he's played well for this team overall. He's got six goals and six assists. He is a plus four. He's averaging 13 minutes and 38 seconds of ice time per night to go along with uh, 52 hits and 25 blocked shots. And again, I think this is a move that makes a ton of sense for both sides. If you look at it from the Rangers perspective, it's just the quintessential low cost, 
low-risk move. You know, you're getting somebody here who is a strong defensive forward, uh, can kill some penalties for you. He's got a little bit of position versatility. He can play the right wing as well as the left wing. And somebody that is just a veteran presence on a team that's still pretty young and obviously now uh, in his second stint with the Rangers. So there's some familiarity there, uh, having played with the Rangers in the past. And overall, I just had a really nice season uh, with the Rangers. I, I thought this most recent game that the Rangers uh, won against the Hurricanes 5-3, to snapped the Canes 11-game uh, winning streak. I didn't really get a chance to talk about this too much. I thought VZ played very well in that game, uh, particularly on the penalty kill. He's just a buzzsaw on the PK. You know, he just pesters the the puck carrier. Uh, he seems to always have good position. He got a shorthanded scoring opportunity in the game against the Hurricanes. Uh, you know, stole the puck. Went in, almost got the puck through the five hole. Uh, there was at least one instance, too, where the Canes on the power play were trying to gain entry into the Ranger zone. VZ was right there, stood them up at the blue line, knocked the puck into the neutral zone. So uh, just one example, and, you know, that's the most recent game, but I thought VZ played very well in that game as well as, you know, just for the entire season. I think he's, he's had a really nice season for the Rangers. And, you know, I say that acknowledging the fact that Jimmy VZ is not going to in all likelihood, become a superstar player in this league the way that certain people might have thought that he was going to be when he first came in to the NHL and during his first go-around with the Rangers. But uh, for the things that he does, he does them very well and uh, has been uh, a really nice pickup for this Ranger team. And something else that we've talked about on the uh, on this show in the past is, you know, you're going to need, uh, if you're going to be a championship team, you're going to need certain players to outperform expectations. And I'm not just talking about superstar players. I'm talking about some depth pieces, some guys that come in uh, without a whole lot of hoopla, without a whole lot of, uh, you know, pomp and circumstance, guys that just come into the team and they play their role and they do it very well and outperform their contract. And Jimmy Vesey uh, is one of the guys that's certainly doing that. There's other examples, you know, Ben Harper for sure. You know, he was at the start of the season, at best, the Rangers' eighth defenseman, and he slotted in the lineup and done a nice job too. Um, but to keep the focus on VZ here, uh, another reason why I like this is the very simple fact that, you know, kind of connecting the dots here and going by a couple of things that Jimmy VZ said in regard to his contract extension, it just feels like Jimmy VZ really, really likes being in New York, really, really likes being a member of the New York Rangers. And this is somebody who, again, he got his start with the Rangers, was here for three seasons, and then was traded to the Buffalo Sabres. And ever since that happened, he's done nothing but basically just bounce around the league as a journeyman. Uh, he went from the Rangers, again, played three seasons here. Then he went to the Sabres, to the Leafs, to the Canucks, to the Devils, and now back to the Rangers. So he's played for six teams in the past five years. And, you know what? seeing that happen and seeing the kind of start that he was off to this season. And it's interesting because Larry Brooks actually had an article just a couple of days ago about why the Rangers should look to extend Jimmy Vesey. And of course, now it has come to fruition. Um, but the thing that was interesting to me and the thing that kind of stood out to me about Jimmy Vesey is what he said in regard to his contract extension. It's something that I believed was probably true, and that's the very simple fact that Jimmy Vesey probably just wants a little bit of stability. He probably just wants to be on the same team for more than a season. He probably wants to go into an offseason knowing that, okay, I'm going to be a member of the New York Rangers and not having to worry about if anybody's going to call him or if he's going to have to settle for a PTO, which is what he's had to do in each of the last two seasons, first with the Devils, now with the Rangers. And you know, again, it just made sense that VZ would uh, probably jump at the chance to sign an extension. Clearly, uh, he's comfortable here, 
has played a good role for this New York Ranger team. And again, probably just looking for stability after, you know, bouncing around the league for pretty much his entire career. But this is what VZ had to say uh, after the contract extension was signed. The age-old saying is that money isn't everything. I think that it's very relevant here. I'm happy here. I like it. The situation has been great. I'm familiar with the city. I know some guys on the team. I know the staff. And then I have a lot of college friends that are in New York. It's just great for me, and I feel comfortable here. So to be able to get it done, it was a no-brainer. And, uh, you know, I also have to believe, and this is something that, you know, other people have weighed in on as well, but... You know, VZ's played well this season. He, again, you have to keep your expectations in check. If you're expecting him to put up the kind of offensive numbers that he did in college when he was winning the Hobie Baker, you're going to be disappointed. But if you're going to be, if you're going to expect somebody to just be, you know, a solid depth piece and somebody that plays his role very well in the bottom six, then I think you're going to like what you get from Jimmy VZ. But I also have to believe that Jimmy VZ, had he just let the season play out and you know, whatever happens with the Rangers happens with the Rangers, and then it's the offseason, and he's an unrestricted free agent, and he can talk to the Rangers as well as the other 31 NHL teams. I have to believe he could have done better than this. Again, he signed for just two years at 800K a season for the Rangers. I have to believe that based on his play so far this season and what was likely to continue uh, this season, he, he was putting up a pretty solid campaign, and I got to believe that he could have done better than two years at 800K. Maybe he could have gotten a third year, or maybe he could have, you know, settled for one or two years, but the average annual value is a little bit higher. I, I could see VZ, you know, had he hit unrestricted free agency, maybe getting a two-year deal worth a million per season to 1.2 million per season. It's always a little bit difficult trying to project these contracts. You know, we've been surprised before. Somebody seems to get overpaid. Somebody seems to get underpaid. But I do think that VZ certainly could have done a little bit better for himself just by the simple fact that he'd be able to talk to every team and not just the New York Rangers. But something else, forget about the money for a second. And I know money's important. And a lot of these guys are going to sign with the highest bidder. And again, props to Jimmy VZ for, you know, not going down that road and, and choosing to stay with the Rangers. There's a human side to this as well. Got to remember here, Jimmy VZ for his career, once again, has become a complete journeyman, bouncing from mostly bad team to bad team. I know he was on the Maple Leafs there, but that didn't work out at all for him. Uh, kind of fell out of favor there and then wound up on the Canucks. Um, but VZ, you know, through his career, has had by far the most success as a member of the New York Rangers. He's, once again, playing very well for this team this season in his bottom six role, or mostly bottom six. We saw him on the top line for a while there. Um, but in his first three seasons in the league, and once again, these were all with the Rangers, VZ had 27 points, then 28 points, then 35 points. Those are the three highest totals of his career. And like I said, he's had to bounce around from team to team, and his game has really kind of fallen off. So I would imagine that given that he's had, once again, the most success of his career as a member of the New York Rangers, this is somewhere that he wanted to be. And that's another reason why I think Jimmy VZ is a likable player, and you can kind of get on board with uh, with this deal here that the Rangers struck with Jimmy VZ. And one other thing that I wanted to point out here, uh, Jimmy VZ, I alluded to this just a second ago, he's mostly played for bad teams in this league. He has not been in the playoffs since 2016-2017, which was his rookie season with the New York Rangers. That's the only other time that he's been in the playoffs. The Rangers obviously had a nice run in the postseason last year. Uh, they have a chance to get back there and perhaps do some damage this season, maybe go on another big run. I have to believe that Jimmy VZ uh, likes the idea of being part of that. I, I would imagine you know, your, your only playoff appearance was 
in 2016, 2017, I would imagine as a player, you want to uh, put an end to that streak and go play some postseason hockey and maybe get yourself a championship. So uh, yeah, it, it, to me, it just made all the sense in the world, both for VZ and also for the Rangers uh, to come to this agreement here. The Rangers, you can kind of stabilize their bottom six a little bit. It opens up some possibilities. You know that he's going to be here. You can now put more money toward your RFAs like Miller and Lafreniere and Heedle, and you don't have to go out and get some veteran to play in the bottom six and potentially overpay that veteran. Once again, VZA 800K, uh, only making 50K more than the league minimum. So it just stabilizes everything, and VZ's played well, and I think this is a bargain. When you look at what VZ has done for this team this season, uh, he has played better than 800K per season player. I, I don't know exactly you know, how much money exactly that he deserves to be making this season, but it's more than 800K. And uh, if he keeps playing the way that he has this season and in the seasons to come, uh, I think this has a chance to be a very nice contract for the New York Rangers. Um, but we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second. I do want to go ahead and acknowledge a couple of the concerns uh, that, you know, maybe certain Ranger fans might have as it pertains to this Jimmy VZ extension. Again, I don't think it's anything to worry about, but I'll at least acknowledge them and uh, try to explain why I don't think it's it's cause for concern in any of these uh, instances. There's three reasons that I'm going to get to. Uh, also going to discuss the winners and losers of uh, this contract signing by Jimmy VZ. And I certainly think there's more winners than losers, but we'll get to that as well. We'll do all that good stuff in just a second. But first... I just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and hockey, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So I did want to, uh, once again, just kind of acknowledge the uh, concerns and any of the worry that certain Ranger fans might have. I mean, going by social media, and it's it, you can't always tell for sure, but what I've seen has mostly been positive. I think most Ranger fans feel pretty good uh, about this extension given to Jimmy VZ, but there's at least a couple uh, in the minority here that maybe aren't quite sold on it. And to me, there's only three reasons why I can come up with that this might not be a good thing. But again, I'm also going to explain why I'm not worried about it at all. So for starters, the first reason, what if Jimmy VZ's play just slips? I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I think this first half of the season or approaching the halfway point of the season here, this is the best that Jimmy VZ has played in a long time. You know, he's bounced around the league, hasn't really had a ton of success, uh, hasn't really done a whole lot since he left the Rangers the first time around. And even in this offseason and in the one that preceded it, once again, Jimmy VZ was apparently only good enough to get a PTO. Now, he made the Rangers on a PTO, just like he made the Devils last offseason on a PTO, but he's been bouncing from team to team. And the most productive season that Jimmy VZ has had, at least in terms of offense, since he left to the Rangers, was the season immediately after uh, he left the Rangers for the first time. He went to the Sabres via a trade, and VZ that season had nine goals and 11 assists, 
for a total of 20 points in 64 games. That is the high water mark for Jimmy Vesey in terms of points since he left the New York Rangers. Uh, the reason I'm not too concerned about Jimmy Vesey's play dipping is, I mean, a couple of things. For starters, he does a lot of things for this team that I don't think you have to worry about slumping. You know, scoring can always slump, but the reason the Rangers re-signed him is not for his scoring prowess, or at least that's not one of the big reasons because he doesn't really have scoring prowess. He can chip in from time to time. But the reason that the Rangers re-signed him, good defensive play, uh, good effort on most nights, a gritty player, uh, good penalty killer. These are things that don't typically slump that often. These, these are things that if you bring this to the table and you do these things uh, fairly well, it's not going to suddenly just evaporate. Jimmy Vesey's penalty killing of ability is not going to go away. Uh, Jimmy Vesey's effort is probably not going to go away. His strong defensive play, probably not go going to go away. And as I mentioned earlier, he's only going to be 31 when this contract ends. So it's not like he's going to, you know, get, get older and just his play's going to fall off a cliff. Nothing like that's going to happen. And, you know, once again, for all the things that he does for just 800K a season— uh, I don't think there's anything really to worry about here. I, I can't picture a scenario where in the future we're looking at this situation, whether it's next season or the season after that, and we're saying, man, I, I can't believe we're paying 800K to Jimmy Vesey. This, this guy's killing us. This, this cap hit is just absolutely handcuffing this team. Not going to happen. Again, he's only 50K more than the league minimum allows. So there's nothing to worry about there as far as like an overpayment for Jimmy Vesey. And I don't think there's anything to worry about as far as, you know, his play dipping is concerned either. Uh, the next thing, and this kind of leads me into the second thing here, salary cap ramifications. Once again, I'm not worried about this at all because he's only 50K over the league minimum of $750,000 per season. So in a way, a roundabout way, you could kind of make the case that Jimmy Vesey is essentially only costing the Rangers about $50,000 because you need to fill the roster spot somehow. And even if you let Jimmy Vesey walk in free agency and you brought in somebody else, the least you could possibly sign them for, once again, is $750,000. So why not spend an extra 50 k on somebody that has exceeded expectations and is probably going to be a bargain this season? Once again, I cannot picture a scenario where Jimmy Vesey's contract is causing all kinds of salary cap hell for the Rangers and we're in a situation where, like, we can't re-sign... I don't know, Caco in a few years, or we can't re-sign uh, Lafreniere this off this upcoming offseason because Jimmy Vesey is making uh, 50000 more than the league minimum. So I'm not worried at all about the salary cap ramifications. One other thing uh, that I'll throw out there, and this one has some merit, but it's the idea that Jimmy Vesey could potentially block the path of a prospect to get to the New York Rangers. Um, I can't be the only Ranger fan that wants to eventually see guys like Brian Othman and guys like Will Cooley, guys that are highly thought of in the Ranger organization. But I'm not too worried about this either. Um, and part of the reason for that is there are ways to make room for a Brian Othman or a Will Cooley that will not be hindered by the fact that Jimmy Vesey is on this team. For starters, there's, a, there's other candidates that you can move on from. Uh, Sammy Blay, Johnny Brodzinski certainly come to mind. Uh, Blay will be a UFA after this season ends. Uh, Brodzinski will not be a UFA until after next season, but he's somebody that you can always uh, place on waivers for the purposes of sending him back to the minors. If he gets claimed, he gets claimed. I mean, I like Brodzinski. I like him as a swingman. But uh, you can make room for one of the prospects by moving on from either a Sammy Blay or a Johnny Brodzinski. It doesn't have to be Jimmy Vesey that gets cleared uh, out of the way to make room for a Brandon Hoffman or a Will Cooley. And 
you know, there's other options too. You know, somebody like Vitaly Krasov, I've said before, I, I don't think he's going to be a Ranger for life. I just get the feeling eventually uh, the Rangers are going to move on there and probably look to trade him at one time or another. Uh, Julian Gauthier is another one. I mean, Gauthier has nine lives as far as uh, his Ranger tenure from him not being protected in the expansion draft to being exposed to waivers to him asking for a trade this past offseason, but he's still here. Once again, though, one of those players that probably not going to be a Ranger for life. So there's other options as far as uh, veterans, or, or not even necessarily veterans. A couple of them are veterans. I guess Blay and Brodzinski, you can consider veterans. But even some younger guys like Krasov or Gautier, you can move one of them out of the way, or two of them out of the way, if you have to make room for a Brian Offman or a Will Cooley. So I don't think Jimmy Vesey is going to get in the way there. I don't think that's a concern either. Um, so I, I get certain concerns from Ranger fans about this signing here. But again, I just don't think it's going to really cause problems for this franchise going forward. And once again, I do think uh, Jimmy Vesey is a really nice value uh, player for the Rangers and somebody that's going to uh, give you a nice return on this investment here. Just 800k a season for the next two seasons. Um, but we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second. want to get into uh, some of the biggest winners and losers from this uh, Jimmy Vesey resetting. I'm going to explain why Barclay Goodrow could end up being a loser uh, from this resetting. It's nothing that he did wrong, and I like Barclay Goodrow, and I'm not trying to push him out of the out the door. Um, but there could be some ramifications uh, from this re-signing as far as Barclay Goodrow and his future on this team is concerned. And I'll explain why in just a second. All right, so winners and losers from this Jimmy VZ two-year extension with the New York Rangers. And as I mentioned just a second ago, I think it's at least possible, possible that one of the losers for this uh, long-term ends up being Barclay Goodrow because I think with the re-signing of VZ, Goodrow now could become a trade candidate. And before I go a second further, let me just say, I'm a big fan of Barclay Goodrow. I really like what he brings to the table. Does a lot of good things to help this Ranger team win. Uh, the thing is, he does a lot of the same things as Jimmy Vesey in some ways. I do think Goodrow is overall the better player. He does everything just a little bit better than Jimmy Vesey. A little bit more physical, probably a little bit better of a penalty killer. You know, comparable at least. Um, both really strong defensive forwards, maybe Barkley Goodrow a little bit more so. And Goodrow has actually added some offense to his game this year as well. So when I throw out the idea of Barkley Goodrow potentially being traded this offseason, it wouldn't happen in season, I don't think, uh, because the Rangers have, you know, designs on hopefully winning a championship this season. But uh, I, I don't do this lightly because Goodrow is a good all-around player for the Rangers and uh, has fit in very seamlessly ever since he came over here. Um, but even though Goodrow is the better of the two players between himself and VZ, when you look at what they're making per season and when you look at it in terms of value uh, per dollar, so to speak, uh, Goodrow is making $3.641 million per season and VZ is going to be making eight hundred k per season. So when you look at it that way, it could tip the scales a little bit uh, toward Jimmy VZ. And of course, we've talked about the cap crunch on here and how the Rangers have to re-sign all these players and then you look at cap friendly and you look at the money that these players are making certain players and it's like, okay, well, is there a contract that we could trade? Is there somebody that the Rangers could look to move in order to open up some cap space and re-sign some of their young guys? And when you look at it, I mean, for starters, you're not going to trade, you can't trade any of the really big name players, the guys that are making a ton of money because they basically all have no move clauses. Uh, Panarin, Mika, Kreider, Fox, and Shruba, uh, they all have no move clauses except for Adam Fox, and you would never trade Adam Fox. I don't even know why you would entertain that idea. Um, so 
with all that in mind, you, you look at kind of the second tier of players and, okay, is there somebody else who's making a good amount of money, not a staggering amount of money, but enough money where moving him could open up some possibilities for the Rainers, once again, re-signing some of their young players. And I think the one that really sticks out uh, when you look at, you know, once again, cap friendly and, and who's making what money, uh, it's Barclay Goodrow, uh, $3.641 million per season. And, you know, again, I, I don't say this lightly because I really like Goodrow's game, but it could be kind of a necessary evil here because Goodrow, again, when you look at everybody else on this Ranger roster here, he's the one that, you know, makes enough money where it could be worth it uh, to potentially move on to him, from him rather. And Jimmy Vesey is somebody that could step in and play a similar role that Barclay Goodrow plays. And then you can once again re-sign uh, some of your younger players. Now, it is worth pointing out that Barclay Goodrow, uh, does have a modified no-move clause uh, for the duration of his contract, but he can only block a trade to 15 teams. So that leaves you 16 more if you're the Rangers uh, to negotiate with if you want to eventually uh, look to move Barclay Goodrow. And again, I do not say this lightly because I really like Goodrow's game. I really like what he brings to the table for this Ranger team, but the Rangers are going to have uh, some difficult decisions to make this upcoming uh, offseason. And once again, it is at least possible that this Jimmy Vesey extension here kind of sets the stage to potentially move on from Goodrow. I, I can't say that for sure. Maybe you find a way to keep Goodrow, re-sign these young players. Maybe there's a way to make it happen. I mean, you look at other contracts on this team. I hesitate to even bring this up, but Ryan Lindgren is making $3 million per season. Under no circumstance would I trade him, though. Uh, I've talked about this in the past. Ryan Lindgren, the heart and soul of this team. And anytime he's not on the ice, it seems like the Rangers basically fall apart. You look at the playoff series against Pittsburgh last year. Uh, you look at a couple of instances earlier this season. Uh, Lindgren is somebody that's really needed uh, by this Ranger team. And he even makes a little bit less than Goodrow. So, uh, you know, a Goodrow trade is something that certainly cannot be ruled out. And it's possible that this VZ uh, extension here could set that in motion. And again, I, I'm not necessarily pushing this for, for this to happen, but I'm at least acknowledging the possibility that that is something uh, that could take place this offseason as the Rangers look to you know open up a little bit more cap space and uh, give themselves a couple more options in terms of re-signing their young guys. I think a winner for this is certainly the Ranger penalty kill. I talked about this a little bit earlier in today's episode, but uh, VZ's been a buzzsaw on the PK for the Rangers this season. Uh, he had a heck of a game while the Rangers were shorthanded in this most recent contest against the Carolina Hurricanes. So I think uh, VZ, you know, penalty killing's been a strength for this Ranger team over the past couple of seasons. VZ's come in and done a nice job there. So I think, you know, going forward, once again, I can't see VZ's penalty killing skills just eroding, you know, he, he's going to continue to play that role for this Ranger team. And it's even possible, you know, next season or maybe the season after that, we could eventually uh, see maybe a little bit less of Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider on the PK. Neither of them are really that old, but, you know, they're not like super young anymore either. And maybe you, you look to give them a little bit of a break in, in terms of their time on the PK and, uh, you know, their time on the ice overall, um, you know, for for most games in the regular season. I wouldn't necessarily campaign for that either because they're both very good on the PK, but it's at least possible, possible that, you know, they look to wean them off of, uh, you know, the PK at least a little bit in the years to come here. But I, I don't know that that'll happen because once again, they both do excel in that role. Uh, I think another loser from this situation, the uh, two-year extension for Jimmy Vesey here, is probably Sammy Blay. 
you know, whatever small chance there was that the Rangers would bring back Simi Blay after this season, I think it's pretty much gone now. Uh, Blay is making $1.525 million per season. He's a UFA when this season ends. And that salary doesn't sound like much, and it's not much. But once again, when you have to give new deals to guys like Lafreniere and Hedl and Miller, uh, that's too much money to be giving to Sammy Blay. I think the only way possible that Sammy Blay will be back with this team next season is if it's at the league minimum and probably on a one-year deal. And even that doesn't seem too likely. And the fact that uh, Jimmy Vesey is now going to be in the full going forward. That's just one less roster spot for Sammy Blay uh, to claim here. So I think it's probably even more likely than it already was that this will be Sammy Blay's uh, final season as a member of the New York Rangers. Uh, as far as winners are concerned, I would say the Ranger bottom six. You know, we, we've talked about this a little bit uh, throughout the episode here, but uh, we've talked again, you know, over time on this podcast about how the Rangers do have a little bit of a top-heavy team. You know, that was especially apparent early in the season when it seemed like, you know, nobody other than, like, Trocek, Kreider, Mika, Panarin, and Fox could contribute offensively. And the Rangers have kind of rectified that a little bit. Some guys have stepped up. Uh, Kako has stepped up. Hedl has stepped up. Goodrow has stepped up. Miller stepped up. He's getting a couple more points recently. Maybe a couple other guys as well. Um, but... Again, this, this resetting by Jimmy Vesey solidifies the bottom six a little bit. Vesey, again, not going to be an offensive juggernaut, but he's somebody that's going to be very reliable in a bottom six role and somebody that, once again, just kind of solidifies uh, the bottom couple of forward spots in the lineup. So uh, the bottom six is uh, gets a little bit of a boost from this, this Jimmy Vesey resigning. And once again, at a very, very reasonable price for the New York Rangers at just 800 k per season. Uh, another loser, I would say... And I include myself in this, Ranger fans who want Tyler Mott back with this team. Because, you know, Mott, you know, he came over at the trade deadline last season, did a nice job, seemed to really win over Ranger fans in a very short amount of time. And then he signs with the Senators in free agency, but only a one-year deal. Senators probably going to be sellers at the trade deadline this season. And, you know, the Rangers could still bring back Mott, it's possible. But the fact that Jimmy Vesey is in the fold makes it a little bit less likely uh, I think that they would, you know, bring Tyler Mott back. Maybe you could, uh, but, you know, either way, Mott is going to be a free agent after the season, and the fact that VZ is going to be here, I don't think the Rangers would uh, sign Tyler Mott to to a contract because he's making, I believe, $1.25 million right now, somewhere in that area, and I just don't think the Rangers will go that high when they've got Jimmy VZ, who could do a lot of the things that Tyler Mott uh, can do for, for less money. So I, I don't know how likely a Tyler Mott reunion is uh, past this season once he, once again, becomes a free agent. Wanted to just throw that one out there. Uh, winner, I'll say Chris Jury. You know, Jury has gotten some mixed reviews from Ranger fans, but he brought in Jimmy Vesey on a PTO. Uh, Vesey made the team. He's overperformed. And this is something else we've talked about earlier in today's episode and just in general. But if you want a championship team, you need some of your lower-cost players to overachieve and give you more than you thought that they were going to get. So this is a savvy, under-the-radar move for Chris Jury. I know there's Ranger fans that will never, ever forgive Chris Jury for the Pavel Buchnevich trade. I understand that to a certain extent. A lot of Ranger fans really like Buchnevich. Buchnevich has played well in St. Louis. Um, but I do think that Jury, since taking over as the Ranger GM, has had more hits than misses. And this would certainly qualify as a hit. Once again, uh, Jimmy Vesey certainly outperforming expectations this season. Somebody that was in on just a PTO. And something else that I'll mention here. I have to believe that as far as guys around this league who were with one team or another on a PTO this offseason, I have to believe that Jimmy Vesey 
has probably done as well or better than every single one of them. I mean, who was, I mean, maybe I'm forgetting somebody, but who was on a PTO this offseason that, first of all, made his team. You have to do that in the first in the first place. Um, but made his team and has given more to that team than Jimmy Vesey has given to the Rangers. That has to be a very short list if there's even anyone on it. Uh, it might be Jimmy Vesey who has done better than anybody else that had to settle for a PTO this offseason. So you have to you know, appreciate what VZ has done. Again, taking the bull by the horns, having a strong preseason, and uh, contributing to the Rangers uh, this upcoming season. But one other winner that I'll throw out there, there weren't too many losers. I mean, I really had to reach for for a couple of those, uh, like Ranger fans that want Tyler Mott back, including myself. Um, but I think another winner here is just the young player, the young players on the New York Rangers. Uh, VZ is somebody that has experience playing here. He does a lot of the little things right. He's a smart player. And you know, if the Rangers didn't already have 400 alternate captains, um, you could even make a case that he could be in the running for that. I, I don't think it'll happen because there's just too many guys ahead of him in the pecking order. But uh, Jimmy Vesey, you know, given his veteran status on a still young team and given his style of play, uh, in theory, I don't think he would be a bad choice for an alternate captain. I don't think it'll happen for the reason that I just mentioned. There's a lot of alternate captains right now, and there's no real reason to make a change. And even some guys that are not alternate captains, like Fox and Lindgren, would probably be ahead of VZ in the pecking order. But, you know, Jimmy VZ is somebody that I can see Gallant liking. And, and maybe, um, you know, if this was still a team without many options as far as alternate captains are concerned, then maybe VZ could be in the running. But uh, somebody, again, that you know, due to his veteran status and his style of play, uh, a valuable player and somebody that I think can help the young players along as well. And I figure I'll leave you guys with uh, one more quote from the man himself, Jimmy Vesey. This is what he had to say uh, regarding his contract extension. I love being here. I've met a lot of good friends and good people in the organization. To me, it's just that I feel comfortable here and always wanted to be here. And you have to like hearing something like that. So again, uh, I understand certain concerns about this, but I think this is a really nice uh, signing for the Rangers and good for Jimmy Vesey because he went out there and he earned it this year. No more settling for PTOs and waiting for his phone to ring in the offseason. Uh, he is locked up with the Rangers for the next two years. Um, so that'll pretty much uh, conclude today. Just wanted to mention real quick, we've got Czechia versus Canada for the gold medal in the World Juniors, and we've also got U.S. versus Sweden for the bronze, and of course, the Rangers going to be back in action tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Canadians have lost five in a row, but it's still a tough place to play. I'm sure Chris Kreider's going to hear it from the Montreal faithful, um, but hopefully this is another win for the Rangers. Can't have a letdown here. Rangers have lost too many games to bad teams this season, and that's a trend that's got to stop, and uh, hopefully the Rangers go in, take care of business, and get two points against a team that, you know, frankly, they should beat. Um, but that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that's at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On NHL Prospects podcast, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.